0: The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each tea pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flush so it stays fresh and it's got this special full immersion filter and the filter is ultrasonic sealed which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee steeped is a benefit b corp they ethically source all their coffee their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise you can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at steepedcoffee.com That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D, coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch. If you're in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry, make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Bruce! Bruce. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Cat and Cloud podcast. I got to tell you something. You know, we've had Guy Kawasaki on. We've had Alex mm. Benayan on Guess this we week. Have. Wow. The guest list just keeps going. We got Jared Truby.
1: Mm, heard of me? <laughs> Learn about me.
0: JaredTruby.com, a.k.a. thetroubadours.com.net.org. <laughs> dot dot a.k.a. JT.pizza. What up,
1: dude? Hey, friends. Great to be here. Wow, we I'm back in you. action. Yeah, it's been there's been a couple runs where I didn't get to be. I was bummed I missed on the Kawasaki front because he wanted to record when I had to go to Honduras and he's all that's my window and I was like, well, Chris looks <laughs> looks like you got it. High five. He was he's pretty funny, man. Mm-hmm. He's definitely got a different
0: take than a lot of the other entrepreneur authors. I don't even know if I'd call him a self helper, but he's definitely right. an educator or whatever. But I would love. I love his attitude, specifically on the whole victim mentality, but also on what motivates him. And he was talking about like, yeah, I just wanted to have a nice car.
1: Uh, So interesting.
0: And I bet that to to get going, a lot of other people actually feel more that way than they're willing to... Willing to express. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, depending on where you came from, there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve your social situation or life circumstances. And then throughout that journey, you figure out other
1: things that maybe make your heart sing a little bit more, and that's fine. I mean, I might even argue that most people tell themselves that that motivation, whatever it is, and maybe it is just a car, is not appropriate. And so they actually force themselves into trying to find something that's not accurate or true to themselves and they become unmotivated or feel lost because at the end of the day they're not admitting to themselves I want a nice car and it's really funny to me because I actually have had a little bit of that epiphany myself it's like to get somewhere huge for yourself doesn't mean that nobody gets to come along and improve either so like if you're if your goal or guy kawasaki's goal is to have like an epic Porsche you can still structure it in such a way where it's not one hundred percent selfish, you know? It can be a really a really epic opportunity for other people to come along on a long journey to have big impact without themselves having to get a new car as well. Their their thing might be something else. But you could provide that on your drive to a new car.
0: Yeah, and I think the honest being honest is the key. Yeah. Because in an era where you see a lot of people doing a lot of things and you can kind of do whatever you want, there's... I mean, we see this in self-help. We see this in in just podcasting in general. I mean, you and I were talking yesterday and we were talking about podcast guests and who could come on and who do we want to get and et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, isn't it interesting that every podcast has the exact same guests? Like, yeah. It's like this rotating circle jerk of we had him on and then we had her on and then they had her on and then it's just... It it feels a little it feels a little interesting to me to where right. everybody who starts up in this space, whatever it is, they maybe start for good intentions, but in order to be what they think is successful, they just end up doing what everybody else has done. Mm-hmm. And with social media being as prevalent as it is, you're at a really big risk of not becoming the best version of yourself, but becoming a caricature of yourself or a caricature of whatever you think your industry is or what your industry wants to see from you. And we've seen that in coffee since day one where right. people felt pressured to like fit into this culture and to be a barista and to be down with this. I need to do X set of things, have all of these things available to me and, and generally act like this. Right. And I now see that into the business space and into the self-help space, just cause we've been touching on that a lot. It's, um, I don't know what the answer is or well, there's probably some
1: questions you could ask yourself to make sure that you're sure. on track. I mean, there's, there's some of the truths are is that people are looking for formulas to success. And some of it has been formulaic to a, to a point. Right. I mean, it's like everybody gets people like, Jocko or whatever say we we mentioned Joe Rogan's podcast and it's like okay Joe Rogan's hot fire so you get on Joe Rogan's podcast you get viewed and maybe vice versa with some of these other people like Jocko everybody knows these people's names and the formula is okay well utilize somebody who's successful to help get yourself into the same whatever boat window area persona whatever space into that space so there is I understand everybody wants to be successful I guess what maybe you and I are both frustrated by is that at times people don't take the most creative approach to that they take what's been done before them and that i can empathize with if you need to be successful and it's all riding on something you need to be successful you'd be like like i need the paycheck right right. if your paycheck is based on the success of your podcast then you might be like well this is working for so-and-so i need to approach it in a similar way and I don't think that's necessarily their the best approach, but I think that it is kind of t- tried and true at this point for at least some people. It makes sense, right. And it's tangible, I guess is what I should say. It
0: feels like something you can sink your teeth into. yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I think the problem is if you don't if you don't have a strong sense of whatever your vision is or whatever you're contributing to your own community, it doesn't really matter what guests you have on, because at the end of the day. Because people can get any guests anywhere they want, the thing that's actually going to keep people coming back to the things that you create is yourself. Yes. Which is actually pretty interesting to swallow because it feels almost like selfish or self-absorbed
1: from or like, okay, cool, people are going to come to the, our podcast to listen to us. Or on the flip side, it's a gut check to say like, "Do I actually believe in myself?" Or do I feel like I have to go get these big names in order to be relevant? And that's interesting in and of itself, too, because I think it I think the wise thing is to find the meeting in the middle where you're like, really believe in yourself and your ideas and your beliefs and your ideals in such a way where there's a reason for you to do this. But yeah, I totally hear you. The idea of it feeling like, oh, this is totally selfish and, and ego inflating. It's all about me. I I would hope that the best people... Actually, I wouldn't hope. I think that we know that the ones that you and I and everybody out there resonate with are the ones that tug on heartstrings from a place of authenticity. Because then you can say, okay, yeah, these people, i.e. you and I, continue to believe in ourselves more, bring something to the table that we're not bullshitting about, and hopefully it's helpful. I know it's helpful to somebody.
0: Yeah, I am way more prone to gravitate gravitate towards people who are open and honest rather than people who are just simply what you would call good. Right. Um, Because good is boring in the same way that perfection is boring. And when people tend to speak from this perspective of, Hey, I know what's going on. I'm an expert. Let's listen to me. Unpack this. We're going to do it like that. I get kind of, I can't really relate to that. Mm hmm. Because I think just like in good writing, you've got some element of the hero's journey, and there's so much magic that happens in that phase of the journey where, you know, the hero goes from the ordinary world and because of some crazy event ends up in this extraordinary world where he's struggling and is at the mercy of some power that's greater for him. I think yeah. that that is a thing that more people can relate to than just, I'm one of the top 10 entrepreneurs in all my shit is super successful and, right. and nothing stinks. And I, I love that. So I would encourage people if they feel like they have something to say is, you know, you don't have to wait for something epic to happen to you. Right. Something epic is probably happening already. It might not be epic in the sense of you're a fucking movie star or you have right. a number one best selling book, but you're probably going through something that some people can relate to. You're probably learning lessons that are applicable to a lot of people in a lot of different industries. And I think that's the, that's the meat of the whole situation. You know, and you said in our, in our text, you wrote back, you're like, yeah, it's, it's a lot of it's about providing engaging and entertaining conversations.
1: Yeah. That's, that's essentially, I mean, that's true. And then the other part is if you're too polished and you're too elite in your delivery and you've, somehow placed yourself at like the upper upper echelon then you're living with one percenters and and people can't really they can't really replicate what you're talking about a lot of the time because there's no way to get to a lot of the places that these upper level entrepreneurs c level um, ego inflated people are at because what they do essentially is come up with ideas and then pass it on to like 50 employee and team members who actually carry it out for them and so there's their ultimately becomes this disconnect of like i know how this stuff should work but i haven't actually gone through it in such a way where i can like speak to the hardships at times at times and so yeah i totally agree with you if there's there's content that lands with people and it's entertaining and even sometimes funny and you can talk about mistakes you can talk about reality then more people have gone through those situations than have gone through the straight to the top of whatever Google C level and Guggenheim right. and So whatever. let me
0: ask you this. Personally, what do you think your mistake to, su- to success ratio is? Personal mistake to success? Yeah. Oh shit. 50-50? 50-50. Cool. So, let's say you have a 50-50 mistake su- Mine's probably I mean like, it might be more. I'm mine's trying mine's to probably like probably more mistakey or whatever, but let's say 50-50 is a good bet. Failing half the
1: time yeah, you made me. F- that's another fly.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, like
1: it's probably more because really, my one of my things is being able to adapt and learn quickly. Right. So really, it, you'd probably say like to the outsider looking in, the failure rate looks way less than it is. The failure rate, yeah, might honestly yeah. be more like seventy, eighty percent, but yeah. like really quick rebounds.
0: Right. So. You're interesting because I think you do have a really high failure rate, but you also generate more ideas than the normal person. Totally. So you probably have more things that go into play on average, even though the failure rate is really high. That for sure is me. I'm
1: willing to fail in order to do something big. Yeah. My failure rate also
0: really high and there's a little bit of this whatever the fuck you want to call it cognitive dissonance from where most people come from in the learning arena school where 50 percent, dude let's say your 50% success you're 50 percent. rate school. that's bad yeah that's you're fail. failing that's a fail and then if yeah. you take that even lower you're like man i'm probably only 20 w- well, 20 of the time my the ideas are like really really hitting home that's that's gnarly yeah you know and that doesn't feel good but i think it also, depending on how you're thinking about it, it doesn't have to feel bad. Oh, for sure. And that is one of the biggest things that I've had to climb over this like huge hill from because throughout my whole life I was taught that if you're if you're not basically in that top like five percentile, yeah. you're you're failing. Totally. So for a huge period in my life. I was very risk averse. I would not take any chances. I never wanted to bat outside the box because I was afraid of crashing and burning. And instead of seeing crashing and burning as a learning experience, I saw it as a reflection on my personality and who I was. So I
1: think most people would go there first. Right. So
0: instead of, oh, I'm a learner, like how you said, you're like, I'm a learner. Like, I'll I'll try out all kinds of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm just seeing myself as, oh, I'm just a failure right and that that's weird and i had some really interesting feedback from one of the i can't remember if it was an article i wrote or like a video or something anyway i was talking about entering into business and if i knew what i knew now hindsight is 2020 i would have tried to get in the game Oh, way early. Er. And a lot of people are waiting till they know that one thing like oh i'm just going to work in this industry for three more years i'm just going to get like x amount of more managerial experience right i'm just going to get this that the other then i'll be ready and i made the argument that y- you're never ready you're never as and ready as you want to be you're never as ready as you want to be right and the one thing that can make you the most ready is doing that thing yeah whether you win or
1: lose and as some- long as you're a learner as long as you're a learner. Right. <coughs> okay, yeah. Give that's... you that caveat, because you give you that person oh, okay. who gets into it and then goes straight to victim. And like, this fucking didn't work in me. Yeah. We've yeah. seen that. We've okay. seen that. Yeah, that's a good but, point. I think all people who are successful
0: or whatever you want to, who are doing things like this need to have a pretty strong, what, what
1: would you call it, um, um, sense of self or... they need to be They need to at least become self-aware through the process and then... Be willing to adapt and continue to move forward no matter the case. Because a lot of people wrote in and were like,
0: hey, I actually think you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm, let's say I'm 35 or whatever. Sure. I'm 35. And if I would have tried to do this when I was 20, like a lot of people who listen to this are, you know, in in your late teens, early 20s, I I was nowhere near the level of emotional maturity. I, I didn't have a lot of the skills. A lot of the things that I got from life helped me succeed and my answer to that is for sure but that is that's like a never-ending plane right the oh. more existence you have the more ready you're going to feel at any given time and i knowing what i know now would have taken three or four failures in a row and then progressed that to one the dog is interacting with the cat he right now in say real hi.
1: time chris got a new dog everybody that's a little update for you Keep going though, because I I got three things I want to bring to the heat. Oh my gosh, it's so entertaining. (laughs) Oh, it'll be fine. He's just gonna get scratched and then he'll walk away. (laughs) Um basically what's happening right now is the dog is smelling and wagging its tail, and the cat's like, This is terrifying. The cat hasn't attacked, but the cat has hissed and said, So I would have taken
0: three or four failures in my early twenties rather than wait and take the one big one that I had before right. Cat and Cloud because through those failures, when the stakes are relatively low, you can have these huge jumps in learning, and there's there's not a lot on the line. You know what I mean? Right. Fast forward to where, let's say you, for an example, you're, you're a family person. You've got two kids. You've got right. a wife. You pay more for rent than you ever did when you were, you know, more for life, 19, everything. Yeah, you're you're 19, 20, 21. You can live with roommates. Not a big deal. You don't have to take care of anybody. All the DVDs are mine. Everything's going to bounce back, you know, and I think that's something that's just something to consider. So I'm not saying like leverage your whole life on something, but don't be afraid. Like if you fuck if you the biggest thing that you fuck up when you're 21 you're for sure going
1: to be fine. Well, let's talk about this. Okay, so th- three things. But your transition from family and kids is perfect for this because there is no quicker, harder learning experience, first one, than getting married and being committed because the reality is that you get married to and you're in this fantasy land and then reality is is that you have a whole second person that you're committed to and they are never going to be the same person you married because neither are you you're gonna grow so every time first of all there's there's that that's insane amounts of growth in a short period of time and people are willing to commit to marriage because of this love fantasy and love is real but there's that love fantasy right you fall in love you get excited you're like this is the person for me it's perfect forever and everybody knows that perfection is not a part of marriage commitment and hard work is part of marriage so the learning lessons are infinite starting there second you add kids same thing again so To go back to what you were saying about a business, yeah, you're not going to be ready. Just like I wasn't actually as ready as I thought to be married, as well as I wasn't ready to be a father. But if you decide to do it and you commit to it, the failures do not outweigh the rewards. And so to back even further, you were talking about um, percentages of wins and losses. This is something that Charles and I, I like to go back and forth with him and debate because we do this thing where you got a business model based around margins and cost of goods. And I always bring this argument that he hates, but also understands of like, well, he's all, well, you want to sell, you know, like the high margin stuff. You want to keep it 60 or 70 percent. The margins high, 80 percent, whatever. And I'm all, yeah, but what about the dollar contribution? and i was like what happens if like a 20% margin thing brings in $1000 and a 60 80% margin thing brings in $5 how many more of those things do you need to sell than the higher margin or the lower margin higher dollar contri- contribution nah, contributors so where i'm going with this is this if you are willing to do something big even if you have these failure rates the return on that 20% sometimes can be very, 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 very much higher than the return on 100,000 wins at an 80% win rate. You know what I'm saying? Like the impact provided you pay attention and do the right thing could actually be higher when you're going for better, more high stakes focused things. And so I I just wanted to throw those. I really like that analogy for myself because it isn't as simple as being like, I'm ready because it's like, you're not, and the failure rate, yeah. If you have, if I have twenty-five awesome ideas that generate a hundred thousand dollars, and one of them works, and we generate a hundred grand, but I pass up on all these many simple ideas that bring us in twenty, fifty, a hundred bucks, like you got to weigh your value there a little bit, and you got to pay attention to all of these decisions in this bigger mindset than, am I ready or am I not ready? When do you think you first realized that you were okay? with like an 80-20 split.
0: Unfortunately,
1: like, I've always been okay with that because, and I'm just wired to be like big picture. I need the big picture goal to win. So that is why I have people like Kristen and Tanner and, and actually you who like work through a lot of the details of like why things will fail or succeed on the way to those places to help with the red flags. Because what will ultimately happen is I can make decisions really quickly seeing what is clear to me in the long run. But man, I mean, to be real, maybe it's blind faith, mates, that I do have like enough clarity and belief in myself that is weird to know that no matter what the case, the people around me like you and even just myself are smart enough to figure out another way. Like I don't, I just don't believe that there's only one way. And I've always been a believer that you can pull off nearly anything that you want to pull off if you put in the time and effort into learning and figuring it out
0: what would you recommend to someone who isn't a business owner maybe a good portion of this people who are listening are baristas but oh, then yeah. there's a lot of people who listen strictly for business stuff too right. let's say you work for someone else and you have big crazy ass ideas right and you know that over half of them are going to go down in flames. Yeah. How do you approach that in the context of work when dealing with your superiors?
1: Right. And that's that's a good question because if you want to continue to be in good standings with your superiors, you can't just throw out a million ideas for a couple of reasons. One, if you keep throwing out ideas, they're going to eventually stop listening. <laughs> right. Because you're just the guy who has all the ideas and doesn't do anything about them. or
0: You're like the boy that cried wolf like, sure. over and over. Sure. You know, more.
1: like, yeah, you could insert a number of scenarios that would be applicable there as to why... That would be a bad idea. What you need to do essentially is get in good with your immediate bosses and potentially set up meetings with your ownership group to find out what the overarching goals are so that you can try to align some of these big ideas with those goals. And moreover, take some time to figure out how they could work in the context of the resources you have. You might not know your budgets, but you might be able to say, you might be able to figure out how much, whatever your idea will cost, who needs to be involved And the best thing you can do is sell a tangible return. And selling is is a word that people might cringe at. But I think selling is more the idea of creating an idea that is buyable. By whoever is listening and that could be substituted with the word like that lands well enough that somebody would be interested in like pursuing it with you because it's worth their time, effort, money and whatever resources you're expecting out of the deal. Yeah, it has some sort of value. That yeah. Can be monetized. Yeah. Monetized. Ultimately, it either needs to it does need to lead to some form of monetization in the long term or some sort of of like cultural investment where you can save time and money you know, it needs to benefit something. It can't just be cool. It it can be cool for the sake of being cool. If everything else is working really, really well, almost nothing is cool for the sake of
0: being cool though. Yeah. In a sense. So where like, if you look at people who let's, I don't even have any examples right now, but let's say you you look at, well, we were just talking about the hundreds. So we'll talk about the hundreds. Um, They've been around for 15 years. They're a clothing brand, but they also blog a lot. Mm hmm. Bobby, who's one of the owners, has his own blog that's separate from the hundreds blog. They do a ton of media, they do a ton of interviews, a lot of content a lot of the time. Right. And when you're looking at it, I can see how someone might say, like, oh, that's cool, but we can't really do that because that that doesn't actually generate any revenue. And Mm. I'm like, I actually think that's generating all of the revenue. Right. Not from ad space or like YouTube, Google, AdSense ads, but I would argue that companies like that cultural contribution is the reason that people continue to buy their products. Connect not points. because of the products alone. Yeah. Like right. the product has to be of minimum viable quality. Right. Like you have to have some basics covered. In the same way that we have to have some basics covered in terms of coffee quality. Sure. Like We're exceeding those because we're passionate about that, right? But we could probably sell a decent amount of coffee if our coffee was a lot worse. It just wouldn't feel good, yeah. Because we can't do that. That's important to us to have that because we love coffee, yeah. Um, But aside from that, I I mean, there's so many other things that people can sink sink their teeth into. It's it's really interesting when we were doing the budget with Charles. It was it was really tricky to work out the marketing budget because it was really hard to put a finger on. What is the contribution of marketing to the business? Sure. I.E. there's the tangible money. Like with, if we take the podcast. Right. We have Steeped as a sponsor for the podcast. Sure. So obviously they give us some money. Yeah. Cool. That's a direct contribution from the podcast into the bank of right. Cat and Cloud. Easy. The more indirect is how much of the podcast is responsible for people buying coffee on web? How much of Mm -hmm. the podcast is responsible for people resonating with our values and then wanting to engage in a wholesale partner program with us? Right. I think those things are relatively high. Sure. Almost impossible to track. It is hard to track. Um, there's probably a way to track it that i'm not aware of yet i mean the most basic would be a survey like how do you find us yeah uh, why did you come here
1: but i don't even think most people are as aware as they would like to be well yeah and most people aren't just going to link straight from the podcast page to our website they're just going to remember the website and then write it in themselves so you can't necessarily even collect metrics from that although you could collect some yeah yeah and and if you
0: ask them they'll probably give you some form of the collective like oh like you know, I heard the podcast and I just kind of like what you guys are doing. I right. saw some videos and the, the bags are tight and like oh, your team is sick. And yeah.
1: Or I tried it somewhere else. I tried and it somewhere else. It and totally. And then
0: all these other things creep into your mind because of it. So that is that is a big, a big, big discussion and one I think about all the time. And I think because we had this conversation about an hour ago right. about all these weird strange ideas and i realized in the past couple of weeks that i actually fail on bringing a lot of things to the table because i'm scared of how those fit in to our business platform mm. in terms of do we have the money and the time and energy to pursue these things right that don't immediately generate cash themselves yeah. at least yet
1: yeah yeah totally it's like we believe they will but Maybe for the next six months, if you worked on them, nothing would happen. Right, with nothing, the exception of creation, nothing would happen. We right. could be in in the trenches for six months,
0: two a year, depending on what kind of stuff we're talking about. But I, I, I think there's levels. I think the, some of this stuff we're literally looking at a whiteboard with all shit I'm on it right at a Whiteboard now. <laughs> behind Chris right now I was like, uh, actually, maybe we could just work on that for the next six. I months. mean, some <laughs> of this stuff is. I hate the word monetizable monetizable in everything in the short in the short run of like three months like some of this could turn into cash in three months some of it is on a longer a longer lead time than that and again i just hate that word i don't think there's anything wrong with monetizing anything like we we want to run a good business part of running a good business is bringing cash in the door and i this is a tangent but i hate throwing around the terms monetizing because it seems like People, for whatever fucking reason, just because they can, want to monetize everything. Like, no, I feel you. There's there. opportunity. We to want to monetize what's epic. Yeah, there's an opportunity to make money doing all kinds of right. shit. And it's like, I don't want to sell like shitty ass t shirts with weird business slogans on them be- that like people will buy and I make a little money on them just because it's easy and I can do it. Like, right. It, it seems like really,
1: really, really corny to me. Like, well, I, I mean, the same reason we've turned down podcast sponsorships that would probably make us more money. Because we don't align with the people. If I don't
0: believe in it, it makes me sick yeah. to take money from someone who is just giving me money for whatever
1: reason. Well, for sure, like us rushing through what we're, we've been looking at at the board and some of these ideas just to make some money won't make us feel good. But that's who we are. So, I mean, that's just going to be part of why anything works for us in the future, anyway. Is that we just can't do it. It feels dumb. It feels gross. Plus, then you're not even excited about it. Yeah, and it's like we're I, driven by that. It's
0: it's fucked up because it also. There's this epidemic that people don't do anything for and I find myself saying this shit and I and then <laughs> I I'm just like fuck
1: what dude, doing anything for fun anymore
0: Yeah well no I do stuff for fun but let's say people have an idea like Alex has an idea he's right. he's in the process of I think he's going to make his last payment today on his credit card he's been paying off his oh, yeah. credit card so he, sure. we're he's doing about, that too we're he, hoping for May Yeah he's yeah. about to be debt free which is super congrats to him but he was telling me about his journey, and I'm like, oh, dude, like, you got to make a YouTube channel, and you could do this, mm, and you could do that, and you could have podcast around money. it, and you could, like, you know, then maybe you could monetize it. And I'm just like, dude, can't you just do anything because it's fucking cool? Right. You know, can't you just have a moment? Can't you just, cool, I'm just going to document this, right. and it's for me, and it's for fun, and I don't need to
1: turn everything into money. And I mean, there's both. Then that's, <sighs> uh, you know, it's like our boy Reezy Resells, right? He's on here. You should go back and listen to his podcast because his story is honestly. To me, more inspirational than all the following content that he makes now because his story is so real and raw. And like the reason for what he does now is so much more interesting to me than what he does now. But he loves what he does now. He's helpful. He's amazing. He's good. He's growing. He's all these things. That's never going to be for me. And even if it's as simple as he puts it, and he makes it pretty simple for people who are interested in a similar lifestyle or idea... To attack in a similar way, it's like he he provides you with a a platform and a pathway there. It's just not for me, and that's fine, you know. Like in the same way, like I'm going to create something for a different reason, but I actually don't think it takes away from his reasoning, and I think he also has a ton, a shit ton of fun doing it too. He's excited. He's like in a perfect world for him, but that world isn't perfect for everybody. So I guess what you're saying, right, wouldn't be the perfect world for Alex.
0: It wouldn't be the, maybe it wouldn't be the perfect word for, for Alex maybe but it's more of I'm disappointed in myself that whenever someone's going to do something awesome for themselves I'm just like ooh how can how can we like tell that story? How can we make it to the next level? Part of it is just because I want to tell stories and I like yeah. to ele- I like to elevate. That's real. I like to elevate shit. You yeah, know? I'm, I'm like, dude, let's fucking make this roll. Right, like, we can make this a thing. Right, but I'm put some gold trim on it. Yeah, yeah, pimp that thing yeah, out. Yeah. put Drop a whistle it. tip on uh-huh. that bitch uh-huh. and just fucking uh-huh. let it Tends ride. Get a deep dish, dude. I'm telling you, bro, there's potential in the, in there. The front and then yeah, seeing that 25 in the back. But I just want, I just want like people. I just want people to be more aware of of what they're doing. Right, you know, you listen. Who, part of his shit, I think he has a good message, but you listen to Gary Vee and he's saying things like, in person, us having conversation, this isn't what matters right now. The people that are gonna win are the people that are gonna win on Instagram, LinkedIn, right. and YouTube, and this other stuff is just bullshit. Us talking, it means nothing. Yeah, I know. And I've seen clips of him saying that, and I'm like, that's only true if we want it to be true. Yeah, that's that's not- only true if we make that happen. And I don't think that that's true, and I don't want that to be true and uh, it's just dangerous yeah for, it's a dangerous feeling it makes me think that life is a transactional situation for sure and it takes the feeling out of a lot of the stuff and right I'm super driven i'm super emotional I'm super driven by emotion i'm super right. driven by like my heart and if it doesn't feel good i'm just right. anti yeah to the point of sometimes i'm bad for business because i'm like <laughs> Fuck that. We can't do that. That's bullshit. <laughs> that makes me feel so disgusting. You guys are like, "Oh, it's going to be fine." And I'm like, "No, this shit is lame." And like <laughs> I get so mad. Like, you know, I have to get a support dog. <laughs> I get, I need a little tiny dog Gino, that I can take with
1: me everywhere. That's a happy support dog. <laughs> well, you know, well, uh, here we are. I mean, that's just how it works sometimes. I hear you though. The people the people who make everything transactional about money. I don't know. Maybe they're I mean sure maybe they're going to make more money than us though. And th- maybe that's but that's totally. fine. And yeah. I think I do think even though I I'm with you exactly w- with you with a lot of what Gary Vee says there are times where he tries to and he just doesn't give these people a lot of effort and time because I think he's interested in the people who want to go ham to the freaking 1 millionth like him. He does briefly at times mention, you know, the idea of like you don't have to want this and that's okay. But man, he brushes over it so quickly that it's almost like he doesn't believe it. He's just saying it to make sure that those people still listen to him, which I, I think, hope isn't the truth, but I feel like it's, that's how he's approaching it because he's smart as fuck.
0: I think he's one of the smartest people like, For in sure. the marketing space right now. I think he is seeing trends well before they happen Yeah, and will go in on those trends. Whether or not he believes in them, I'm, I'm a little skeptical of it. Right. In the same way that his his whole thing has shifted in the past like several months to where it's like, Families, family first, entrepreneur second, and yeah. he'll claim that he's been talking about that the whole time. Is that the case? Yeah, I don't know. You can do the math. You know, go find out yourself. He, he interviewed with with Matt DiVella, yeah, and he was like, "I don't care if people do this stuff. I don't, you know, this this isn't anything to me. I'm not. I'm not telling people to, to do this. You know, whatever people need to do, what's right for them." And it's like, mm, no, I'm pretty sure you're selling your ideas super hard, and yeah, that's fair one of the most talented people out right now but i don't trust him mm. and because i don't know what his intentions are because right. he's almost too smart and can play the game too well intentions to buy the jets bro well like
1: <laughs> you know what i'm
0: saying like <laughs> yeah i mean it, I, I it, can, and more but here's the real truth is like he's way sharper than i am so if i got in a debate with him he would eat me for lunch well he eats everybody for
1: lunch yeah and yeah. so
0: that's why I'm, i like even hesitate to even comment on it but these are just my feelings and less him right and this isn't his fault but more to like the people that he influences i don't think it works as well for a lot of them who maybe aren't as sharp
1: and maybe don't
0: really understand where where things are going <laughs> i j-
1: no, i hear you because i mean that's where I, somebody like Reezy makes sense because reezy's like picking up all of it and then figuring out way to ways to synergize it and put it into his own world and make it work whereas somebody who just might be random kid is gonna be like, cool, okay. And then it almost feels like they then, in order to achieve what he can make them believe is possible, are required to continue to stick with him in order to get there because they actually don't know how to do it themselves. They need the extra fuel and everybody needs somebody. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, well then you become the apex. And that's I guess actually really epic if that's what you want to be. And I do believe he wants to be a leader in that segment of the industry in many segments of the industry, but specifically marketing. And so, yeah, it's, it's absolutely genius. And I do believe it's actually very helpful for a lot of people, if nothing else, in maybe not helpful is the word, I think inspiring and encouraging. And I will say that he does a good job of making people think outside some of the current trends, but he creates trends that he wants them to follow, like you said, right? Mm. So there's, there is, I do think, some, some goodness in, the, in getting people to believe in themselves. He does a pretty good job of getting people to believe in themselves in the moment, but I don't know about how that works beyond it. And that's the problem. I don't, I don't actually know the dude. I don't know if anybody actually knows the dude well enough that they're around him all the time to like be able to speak into it and like to a, who a person is in their soul.
0: Yeah, maybe it's wrong of me to judge him in that capacity. I just look at a lot of the stuff and I'm like, this is the opposite that I want for my life. Right. When he's like, bro, I'm looking at your Instagram. You're not posting enough. You need to post three times a day. You need oh, to be yeah. making stories like every thirty seconds. You need to this, this, this is what matters. This is what's real. Right. And I'm more uh, of the. I'm not that way. I'm more of like the the Cal Newport like deep work kind of guy. Towards like yeah. I I want to spend some time making. One thing. Yeah. It really matters a lot. And people are gonna be digging into this for generations to come. Mm. Rather right. than spending my life doing
1: these little bitty tasks. I mean, which one feels more stressful just based on your words? I mean,
0: for me I know which one is. Yeah. Uh, for him, I'm Maybe sure he not. has a big portion of the team who does media for him, but sure. I like I could see someone like that, or like even Mike, who okay, Reezy has limitless energy, like insane amounts of psychotic energy. Yeah. He maybe does that all day and is not drained by it at all. And no, I was like, he's this fed is by super it. fun. Yeah. He's totally fed by it. So I guess what I'm really trying to say is tying it back to where we were in the beginning of the discussion about what's going to bring you the most energy. Right. And in terms of putting stuff out there, who are you? Like what's your unique contribution to the world and not needing to be like this, that, or the other, i.e. if you're going to be a successful entrepreneur, podcaster, just the best employee that you can be, or uh, maybe it's just a a personal project that you're working on, is you don't need to copy-paste the Gary V mindset. You don't need to copy paste the Cal Newport mindset. You don't need to copy paste minimalist mindset. Oh, for sure. agree. You can figure out which aspects of these things you can curate and which, which are going to vibe with your personality the best. And that's going to be your best path to creating something that's going to have longevity. Right. It's going to give you energy when you do it and allow people to see you for what you really are, which is going to be the most powerful thing even if it doesn't seem like the most fantastical thing
1: oh for sure i mean we see that everybody can be a leader and that's essentially what it means it's like you can go online today go to netflix and you can watch a beyonce documentary and it is the path she took from post birthing her twins to that epic coachella show that people are talking about and the takeaway for me is this and maybe hopefully is a takeaway for you as well Every human being is the same human being as you, AKA we're all human beings. Your talents that are naturally in you might not be the same as Beyonce's, but the cool thing that you can do when you go back and look at that is you can see Beyonce go from like, and this isn't about the weight, but going from like she would consider herself very overweight and very out of shape and very not ready to one of the most talked about performances over an eight to 12 month period And you can see how much work she put into it because she has found the thing that she is about. And so there's two parts to that. You're a human. You've got a thing or some things that are yours to own and to be great at. And... You need to figure out what those things are that give you energy and you're great at. And then after that, you can't expect it to work. You're going to have to do a shit ton of work to hone those things, improve those things, and lean into those things. The and sickest thing, too, things. is you're
0: like, you know, that 8 to 12 months later. And that, I think the time frame is super important because right. if you don't have those bases covered, you're not going to make it. Yeah. Anybody can do anything for a month.
1: Yep. You know, like You're always excited for the first month. You could do it.
0: Like 30-day yeah. challenge. Fuck, I'll do anything. Right. No big deal. Right. Fucking cake. Yeah. Tell me I won't finish. You've got to be tripping. Sure. For totally. sure. 30 I'll days, I could
1: pull 30 days if I commit.
0: 2 months, 3 months, going over 3 months and you're going to start to get worn down on some things mm-hmm. that if they're not vibing with who you are. It's just going to be too painful. The pain's going to be more than the reward ever is. Right. You have and, to have a reason. Yeah, she knows what she's doing and she's got She had that hunger and she's like, this is what I am. This is who I am. Dude. Tell me it's not me worth working a year straight to have this thing that's going to be talked about for a really long time. I mean... No, for real. The cool thing is, is like, she doesn't need that shit. No, she wants it. She she wants it. She's already one of the most celebrated performers, artists of our time. You know, it's like... My favorite thing, she's barely on the radio and she's that famous. That's what I'm... It's like... That's why she's the shit to me. She could barely get more famous. Yeah. Yet she's going to spend a year working on something that's going to go fucking ham ham right that's
1: tight and you can only do that if you're in love with it she even says in that video she's like what was it it was like towards the end of it and she's all in shape and she's getting ready to do it she's all yeah i mean i just learned that like i'll never let myself get that far gone because it was such hard work to get back to where i'm at she's but she's like dude it's like video of her like showing jay-z that she's got this dress on that she hadn't worn since like in years, and she's all, dude, I'm back in this dress. He's all, look at you. It's like this moment. It's so funny. He's on like FaceTime, and it's just like, and she's all proud of herself, which is all, and all that stuff's great. But the reality is that she's like, she knows who she wants to be, and she knows the work that it takes, and she knows where she's going. And she just is like, this is who I am. So now I'm this, plus being a mom, plus being a, yeah, all these other things, too, a husband, a wife. I mean, and, it was it's a cool documentary to watch and so I guess shout out to Beyonce and Jay Z, as per the usual for me, but good job. But <laughs> I guess yeah, tying a bow around what we're talking about. Yeah. Gary V's Gary V. Chris Baca's Chris Baca. I'm Jerry Truby and uh, we're the Cat and Cloud Podcast. Who do you want to be?
0: I'll tell you who you want to be. You want to be the kind of listener that goes in and subscribes and reviews and rates <laughs> and the whole things. I hate asking for the shit, but it's actually it's we act- need it. It's really important. And it means, it means a lot to us because the more ratings we get, the more reviews we get, the more easily people can find our stuff. And that is... It's paramount. It is. And as we talked about the whole making money off stuff, it, it really is important for us to have this be a platform that contributes to the business in the biggest way possible. And we... I think there's a ton of information here, and I'm super excited to bring all this, even if it's in... Just is long form thinking, kind of. We got more waves to, come. to you. We got a, we got a lot more to come. But if you get any value out of this at all, it would mean so much to throw one of those things out you know maybe Mm. take a picture of it send it to us we'll uh throw it on the story give you a little shout out yeah do some some, like real thank
1: yous because it it is true and i've we just found out not too long ago they changed some algorithms so the the subscribe rate and review thing is is more important than ever and we we had a hot run towards the beginning and it got us up there and then when they changed it because we don't ask we don't get as many of those so for all y'all who would love to help please please do because we do put a lot of time thought effort and are going to continue to do this more and more. It will be very, very beneficial. So the Cat Cloud Podcast is sponsored
0: by the Cat Cloud Podcast. Yeah, and you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Bye. Bye.